My name is Carl Lloydhauser, and I serve as the senior pastor at Grace Community Church in Montrose, Colorado. And I am here with our special guest, Gigi Bechtold, who is the director of Life Choices. Thank you for being with us. Hi, Carl. Thank you for having me. You bet. So I'm going to uh, just, I'm going to jump in right now. We have, uh, this is a difficult topic. It's a big topic. It's a pertinent topic to uh, the world right now. We're going to talk about abortion. And um, we want to hear a lot from Gigi and uh, from Life Choices, but I'm actually, uh, I know that people kind of sneak away on these podcasts. Podcast. And I want to get to the big point right away. The one I'm going to preach at you uh, at the very beginning, uh, if I can. And just one thing I have to say, because we're in the middle right now of some seismic changes uh, regarding uh, legislation connected with abortion and uh, things that I can't even believe uh, that are going on uh, that I would never see in my lifetime. And uh, the reason that I really felt that God was asking us to have this episode and that we have such a great uh, guest speaker with us here um, is I am uh, pro-life. And if you are uh, pro-life, I just want to challenge uh, us and myself that laws prohibiting abortion uh, isn't the end of our work. I want you to to understand that if these changes come like they may, this is actually the beginning uh, of so much work for the church to do right now. And um, I want to challenge all of us who would call ourselves uh, pro-life people uh, that we have a great challenge before us. And it's like right now, it's not soon. And and that is, um, if we are pro-life, then we need to be at this very moment pro-children. And uh, when I say that... uh, the world is, uh, if it changes, uh, and that this legal battle isn't the end, it's the beginning, because uh, we're likely to see uh, a possibility of more unwanted children, more forgotten children, more uh, mothers in need and poverty. And um, now, church, uh, it's time for us to step up, and it's time for us to care for these children. It's time for us to care for these families. And I think that if you are a pro-life person, that one of the most powerful and important things is to be a pro-child person right now. In church, I think it's a time, this is a call, a chance for us to step up and to be who we are meant to be and to care for kids right now. Not the ones who are coming, but the kids right now who are forgotten, the kids who are poor, the kids that are unwanted. Church, there's a challenge before you I want to give you for us to do that. So that's kind of like the big idea that I just want to begin this whole thing with. We've got so many things to talk about, but uh, one of the most practical expressions of being pro-life is to care for kids and care for mothers and care for fathers right now. Uh, Because I believe that life is precious, that life is created by God, and that life is to be nurtured and life is to be protected. And uh, we have a culture that doesn't value it, the value life at multiple levels. And so life choices uh, right now, I think is needed more than ever. And one of the reasons that I asked Gigi to be here with us is, um, I don't, we're not even coming close to Life Choices mission ending. I think it's becoming more important and it's actually ramping up in some new ways uh, like it never has before. So Gigi, I just wanted to ask uh, so people could understand now that I'm done preaching, thanks for listening to that. uh, I want to hear uh, what does Life Choices do right now? So tell us a little bit about the organization you lead. Okay. Uh, So, well, Life Choices has been in the community for 
38 years. So we've been doing a lot for a long time. But over the years, our, our mission has changed. And right now, um, all of our services are free. They have always been free. And they include pregnancy tests, ultrasound. We do parenting classes, preteen and, and teen education as well as abortion recovery programs. Mm. And we are uh, actually getting ready to launch a new men's program. All right, a men's program, so what's that? What's the? Well, it's very grassroots right now in the developmental stages, but we're really excited. We've brought on a guy on board that is uh, going to help us determine and lay out exactly what this looks like. At this point, it's very multifaceted. Uh, our, our goal is to be able to have the men be a part of, of, of being with the woman from the very beginning, hmm. uh, to be in on with the ultrasounds, to come to the parenting classes, which we already do have uh, couples and men that are coming to the parenting classes, but to have a guy there to talk to him, we really, really feel like um, guys need guys. Yeah, sure. And so this is this is the model and the approach that we're taking. And one of the other things we're hoping is to also have a uh, a abortion recovery abortion recovery for the men as well. Wow, I love it. Yeah. That's so good. I love the work that you do. Um, our church is uh, proud to support Life Choices, and we're uh, personally, any way we can, uh, we're for what you do. I, I love uh, love that. And and so when you look at the uh, I know you've grown quite a bit over the last number of decades and uh, an army of volunteers and uh, quite a few staff members as well. And when you look at uh, what you're spending most of your time on, what are what are the big needs? What are the big challenges that Life Choices is facing? Well, right I now? think right now a, a, a good amount of our time is being spent on parenting classes. Uh, so seeing those new parents coming in and, and uh, they meet with our client advocates and uh, that takes up a very good amount of our time and what we do at Life Choices. Lately, we have definitely seen an increase in pregnancy testing mm -hmm. and ultrasound as well. Okay. And you have an ultrasound right there on site? Is we do. Right? Wow. Yes. And we have two trained RNs. Um, so we do those once a week right now and we have been full. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's been good. Yeah, good. So, um, tell me how it's going. Tell me, uh, maybe some ideas of success and things that you see happening. Maybe some stories, okay. uh, that take place there. What, what does a, a week look like or what could a week look like? Oh, it, at can, Life Choices? it can be different all the time. Yeah. And, and when you had asked me, you know, what, what, what does success look like? I, uh, for, uh, it's different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Success is very subjective, I think. And, uh, for us at Life Choices, I think what success looks like is being able to meet with that person in crisis one-on-one -on -one and hear their heart and find out where they're coming from and what is it that is making them feel like they have to maybe make a decision that they may later, later regret. Mm. Um, to me, when we're able to do that and meet them where they're at, uh, that, that's, that's success to me. So I don't know if that's how other people would define success, right, sure. but um, to me, that 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 really is our goal and our purpose. I would say one of the uh, biggest struggles that that we have, and especially more so lately, is when when that woman walks out our door and we aren't certain what her choice is going to be, mm. and we all struggle with it. And uh, to not take it home can can be a challenge. Yeah, sure. 
So when you look at um, what's uh, kind of how the center has changed and what's going on in culture around us, um, has there been a big change at the center in the last number of years or are things just more of what has always been going on or what, what's, what's changing right now? What do you see changing? You know, um, I think for our work? mission has stayed the same. Um, over all the years, you know, and that's to serve women and families in need mm. that are that are maybe at a crisis point that, um, you know, to help offer them life affirming decisions. But I think culturally what what we have seen change big since probably COVID is telemedicine became such a thing. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. And it became such a thing with abortion. And so what has happened is now it's being called a DIY abortion, a do-it-yourself mm. abortion. And um, women are able to call in, video chat, do a telemed visit with um, the providers that have the abortion pill, and they are sent to them in the mail. And wow. um, this is a disturbing trend, actually, mm. because for one thing, there's, there is no oversight there's no medical, I mean, there's, this doesn't happen in any other uh, context of any other medical right. uh, procedure. Mm. And so I, I've, I've found it uh, very disturbing that mm. this is happening. Uh, well, I had a young lady call recently that uh, wanted information about abortion. And as we talked, she had already talked to a provider and her pills were in the mail. But she indicated that she had not had her pregnancy confirmed officially by anyone. Mm. So the risks are are concerning, um, and that that this is this is a trend. This sure. is not going away. And so the other problem with that too is that less and less of those women are calling us, and so we don't have an opportunity right. to speak into their sure. their situation. Well, yeah, I, I mean, as a pastor, one of the things that um, I often see is okay in the middle of all the emotions that are connected around an event like becoming pregnant or any kind of crisis where um, things aren't, you know, you're afraid of what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I almost always counsel people, wait, yes. <laughs> you know, just slow down and um, let's just make sure before we move forward. And mm -hmm. so when you talk about that, I guess one of the concerns or fears that it brings to me is just to make such big decisions in complete isolation without you know, okay, I need to talk this through. I need to get counsel. I need, um, what options do I even have? And, right. uh, you know, and one, one of the things that I love about, uh, life choices is it's, it's not really about well, what we're against. It's just so what we're for, which is we're for the child. We're for yes. the mom. We're for the father. I love that you care for, uh, the fathers too. Yeah. And, um, I uh, actually have uh, friends who have been involved in in that decision and um, as men, and, and it's a painful thing for them mm -hmm. as well. And uh, there's a lot of emotion and confusion there. And so I'm grateful for um, how you um, care for that and that you're, you're providing um, that love that God has for every single person involved yeah. in this thing. And it's not about... Uh, what we're standing against as much as what we're standing for and who we're standing yeah, for. Yeah, that's so, a great way to put that. Yeah, Thank and I'm, you. I'm really mm -hmm. proud of uh, 
life choices and how they do that. But so, you know, um, one of the things I went off on my little rant at the very beginning here, um, because I really do uh, feel challenged personally, like, okay, um, I I am um, pro-life and so I'm pro-life at all stages. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that means uh, our church here has a responsibility to care for families in need um, when mothers do choose life. And um, of course, that's what we want, but that's not like, oh, the end, yeah, we got what we want. It's the beginning of, okay. And so I know that Life Choices uh, brings care uh, to mothers after they've, uh, it's not just like, well, we got them to do what we wanted. Uh, That's not at all what you're going after. You really do care for that baby Mm -hmm. and that family. So can you talk a little bit about some of the aftercare and like continued care Mm -hmm. that Life Choices gives for mothers and families? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned before, you know, our parenting classes is one of the, the, the core really of a lot of what we do. And that is being able to walk alongside uh, whether it's a couple or, or the woman and hopefully soon the man, um, to walk with them through that pregnancy and, uh, anyone who's been a parent and especially women the first time pregnant know how, even if you have a great support system Mm. and all that in place, it's still very emotional and tumultuous and, um, so to have someone that an advocate that can walk through you with that and it's not always about parenting classes there are days that they're like we're not going to watch this video let's talk yeah good. and so it's building that relationship and mm. it's being able to be there and, and hear their heart and know what's going on in their life um, through the parenting classes that we offer we have a baby boutique so they get to earn baby bucks when they come in so it's called earn while you learn which i love because they're learning but they're also earning stuff Mm. for their baby so it's not just given to them uh and so we have diapers and clothing and cribs and all kinds of things we have a car seat program even in place where they can get a brand new car seat up Mm. to 150 dollars and all of this is donated to us through generous people in the community and different grants and things that we get so uh, we are able to help with material needs as well and then on top of that we also of course have resources throughout the county and city that are available that we can help get them plugged into if they need other things housing or WIC or whatever yeah well I have uh in my uh work here in this community have uh bumped into a number of mothers who chose life um and uh their children uh because of your work and on their behalf um thank you uh, for being there for them and you know what a joyful thing it is to see uh these little families uh building and uh, thriving in uh, many cases uh, yeah. because of the start that you help and get going. It's a big deal. It's so, encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks. So now this, of course, is uh, one of the most divisive issues in our nation right now. And uh, people feel passionate about it and, um, you know, all sorts of uh, questions. And I, I don't have all the answers, um, but I, I was uh, wondering if maybe since you've been so involved in this for so many years and given your life to a uh, Um, supporting life and caring for mothers and babies and fathers. If you could uh, help us just kind of understand the debate a little bit and really life choices where uh, you land and what's the stance that life choices takes regarding uh, life and families. Honestly, um, as far as helping define the debate, I don't think I'm much help because I don't understand the debate. Mm -hmm. And as we have you know, when Roe v. Wade first got passed, we didn't have the technology and 
science that we have now. Uh, it's it's obvious when you have an ultrasound that it's a baby. It's not a blob of tissue, mm. a clump of cells. Uh, you know, it it's the heartbeat starts at 21 days. You know, at fertilization, all the chromosomes are in place. You know, mm. your hair color, eye color, uh, gender, all that is is already determined. A female fetus already has all the eggs she'll ever need her entire life to create more life. Wow. So to me, I, I don't really even get the debate. So I don't know if that's the answer you wanted. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's life. Well, certainly, I'm, I'm sure people come in with different questions and different stances and things like that. So when they ask you, like, just about the, uh, um, uh, those questions about it's my body, my choice, and things like that, how do you counsel them, and what are, what are your responses? Well, there? I mean, I, I actually haven't had someone come in and say those words, mm -hmm. um, but in, I guess in so many words, they're, they're saying that. And again, I, I listen, and I try and determine where they're coming from. But again, I, I mean, we, we need to speak the truth in love and be able to, and that's what's so great about the ultrasound, because I don't even need to use words. <laughs> I yeah. can, you know, point to that heartbeat. Um, so, you know, I guess if someone were to say that to me, I would just say, well, it's not just your body right. that's, that's being affected. Hmm. Well, I think one of the things that uh, I appreciate about Life Choices and about this position is... Um, what I would never want to say is that the mother doesn't have value or the mother's even secondary to the to the child. Right. I mean, both of these lives are tremendously important and uh, both are dearly loved by God. And, um, you know, I, I love that it's not just about, okay, well, let's make sure you have your baby. It's right. let's make sure we care for the mom and her emotional, psychological, all the needs and things that are going through. And I, And these things can be complicated and there's all sorts of factors that come in that make it very, very difficult. Um, and I, I think that, uh, you know, my position is, uh, is really love and the value of life in the midst of it. And so one of the things that we always do, well, always, this is our second time ever, but one of the things that we do twice is uh, we say, okay, well, what does the Bible say? And so I want to just look at what the Bible says, and it's Psalm 139, 13, very famous passage that many people will go to uh, surrounding this issue. And uh, God tells us uh, through uh, David, King David, in Psalm 139, 13, for you created my inmost being, you knit my, me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And, you know, one of the reasons I think so many of us go to that passage, and it's probably um, my primary passage concerning this, is how we know that God had you in mind before eternity, and that he thought about you before he even set the foundations of the world. That's what scripture tells us, and that um, God has all these little ones in his mind, and that life, life is precious. And so I wanted to read to you, you can find this on our website if you want, but this is um, Grace's core value on life, just so you know where the church stands. And, and we say, um, we believe that every human is precious to God, and that God does not show favoritism. People of every race, every socioeconomic status, every nation, every age, every ability, both genders, people who are born and unborn, and people with a broken 
excuse me, and people with broken or healthy pasts all have incredible value because they were each created in the image of God. And that's the thing that drives me is the incredible value of every single person. And it's actually one of the things that's breaking my heart about our culture right now. And um, not just in abortion, but in um, violence. And, uh, you know, we, we recently had a, a horrible, violent event uh, with children. And um, it's just like, oh, every single, you know, I, I made sure I was like, I, I'm going to look at every single one of those faces. Uh, I pulled up uh, those uh, young children and uh, who were shot because I didn't want, I would, don't want myself to ever get to the point where just like, oh, yeah, the, the people just die, you know, and, and these things just happen where every single one of those people are precious. And it was heartbreaking for me. It was difficult. Um, I can't even imagine what it's like for the parents, but it was difficult for me to look at each picture because I could just see kids in our town that they reminded me of and that I can see the same potential and the value. And, you know, you think of the potential and value of every single life and for them to be snuffed out at any point to me is just a tragedy. Yes. And and that's the thing that, that breaks my heart. And, and so um, I guess, you know, I don't know if I have an answer because I know that it's confusing. I know there's all sorts of issues, but Proverbs 31, eight says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of who are all destitute. And that kind of brings me back to where I was at the very beginning where, um, you know, I, I know that uh, it's easy for people on both sides of this issue to get so angry and, um, you know, to like fight and we, and we put up straw man arguments and we forget that there's people that are connected with every single one of these decisions. And and I guess my, my one answer would be, well, um, certainly um, a, a woman, uh, is her choices are important and powerful and she should have uh, authority over them. Um, but, but we're also called to speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves and that the church really is to do the best we can to protect those who, who don't have um, the ability to make choices. And, and that church, listen, that goes for for the impoverished. That goes for people who are already born. Uh, that and a question I guess I would ask of myself and of you is, are you the voice for those who are weak? Are you the voice of those who can't take care of themselves? You know, is your heart breaking uh, for the injustice that goes on in our nation uh, with people who are already alive and already born here? Uh, you know, that, that'd be a question that's just as important uh, as this one. And, and I know that... Um, that God is, uh, life is precious to him. Uh, yeah. Every life is precious. And so uh, that's why uh, my heart is to help every mother I can uh, to choose life and uh, to see abortion limited, eradicated really, mm -hmm. and to see uh, life uh, continue on. And so I just want to challenge a church to care for, for all life. And I think that Scripture's inclination is to bless life and that God loves baby, father, mother, um, and every person born and unborn. And uh, so we believe that everyone there has value. So that's that's our church's position mm -hmm. and uh, how, how I see it. So um, let's talk a little bit about those. There's a number of those who, um, who don't or haven't chosen life. And um, I, I have to say I've been really impressed with your ministry and um, the way that, um, you know, it, we never make an enemy of anyone, regardless of what we understand that there's difficulties and, yeah. you know, there's real pain there. So um, what is life choices? What's your approach or attitude towards those who don't or haven't chosen life? Well, you know, a lot of times when that woman walks out the door, as I said, we don't know. There's times we just do not know what they're going to choose. 
and again when we're meeting with them we we just try and minister and not manipulate because it is ultimately their choice right and uh, as much as um we may want one thing that may not be what really happens mm. and so we always make it very clear to them that no matter what they decide we're there for them wow. they are there be no judgment or condemnation from us they are welcome to come back um and and to process with with us to take uh, our uh, abortion recovery um or just you know talk if they need help so you know that that is our approach to just love them where they're at and part of that approach includes leaving our own agenda at the door which mm. is easier said than done sometimes oh sure yeah, yeah for everyone yeah yeah yeah. So I know that uh, one of the efforts that uh, Life Choices makes is called Surrendering the Secret. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had the privilege of actually hosting some of that and some of our um, yeah. volunteers here involved in it. So tell us a little bit about what Surrendering, Surrendering the Secret is, maybe what it came out of, and what you're trying to do. Okay. Um, well, Surrendering the Secret is an eight-week Bible study. And it is geared for uh, those women that have walked through that heartache of abortion. And... When you realize over 60 million abortions have happened since Roe v. Wade, right. one in four women have experienced abortion in their past. Uh, we just received a new study from CareNet, which is our affiliate over mm -hmm. us, that two out of five women said they were attending church at least once a month um, during their first abortion. Mm. So, you know, it's it's crossed sure. yeah, everywhere. So, uh, there, you know, these, these are your sisters and mothers and friends and daughters uh, that, that are carrying this huge guilt and shame mm. and burden. And what Surrendering the Secret does is um, it, it, it's an amazing program. It brings healing, wholeness where there was brokenness. I myself have experienced that healing, having walked through that mm. myself, uh, and I have seen nothing short of miracles in in the times that i have been privileged to lead these groups it is just amazing what god does and how he will redeem and it really i mean the 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 beauty out of ashes and just the chains are broken all of those things that we sing at church you know yeah. and they sound so trite but they're not they're they're real and yeah. so surrendering the secret is um it it's for any woman no matter how long ago her abortion may have been and we've had women in there that had them before it was legal. Uh, so, wow. I mean, it's, yeah, there's generations of women that have, have gone through this and they don't need to carry that guilt and shame mm -hmm. anymore. As I mentioned earlier with the men's group, um, there's a men's side to surrendering the secret mm -hmm. that we're hoping to be able to, uh, to, to do as well very soon. Wow. So have you been um, surprised or... Um I mean, to find that people are carrying decades long, like yes. the intensity of the uh, the shame that, that comes with that sometimes. It, it's incredibly intense and yeah. it's debilitating. And mm. so many times, like a, a lot of people don't realize that there is PTSD mm. associated with abortion mm. and women don't, they don't make the connection between between maybe some of the behaviors or their pain to that abortion. Well, they think it's other things. A lot of women that have abortion in their past uh, turn to drugs, to alcohol, to yeah. numbing however they can, promiscuity, um, inability to connect, and they just had never connected all the dots 
and and this I've seen it happen many times in this study. They're like, well, I just didn't realize that it all began at that moment. Yeah. Well, if there's a, if there's one thing I don't ever want to be a part of, it's putting shame and uh, guilt on someone. That's just shame and guilt is just not of God. No. <laughs> and um, you know, I've had uh, plenty of things that I can be ashamed of, and uh, I think we all do. And um, you know, people people need help out of that. Uh, and so, I guess if I was going to give another challenge to the church, to the followers of Jesus, boy, that that's one side that I don't ever want to be on. Is I don't ever want to be the side that makes someone feel ashamed yeah. for the mistakes that they've done or um, the choices that they've made uh, in the past. And uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, He's not a God of shame. He's a God of conviction. And so, um, but you know, the difference between shame and conviction is, uh, shame, there's, there's no way out. Yeah. You know, you just, you're bad and, uh, you did a bad thing. So you, sorry, um, mm-hmm. you're unworthy and everything else. And conviction is, um, really turn, just turn to me. And yeah. that's the heart of God. I think in this whole debate and this whole uh, brokenness and in the sin surrounding this is turn to me. Yeah. You know, and he's a God of life. And so I would just, uh, you know, anyone who's been connected in any way with an abortion, um, boy, you are not condemned to a life of shame. Uh, There is no uh, guilt in Christ anymore. You're free and you're forgiven. And uh, there's there's life for you. I mean, God is a God of life, you know, and he wants life for every person connected there. There's hope. Yeah. Amen. So I I, that's one of my um, I love so much of what you do. But uh, as soon as you brought that uh, here as an option uh, for um, our ladies and men, I was mm. just like, I want to be part of that. Um, I want to be part of seeing people coming out of shame uh, just because that's what God does. Yes. <laughs> you know, God doesn't condemn. He convicts. But then if we bring sin, uh, bring it to him, he brings life. He brings freedom. And uh, boy, so if you've ever had any connection, if you are carrying shame, uh, hey, we would love to pray for you and care for you. We'd love to get you connected with Life Choices as well. But uh, we want you to know that um, God is for you. He is so, yes. so for you, uh, regardless of what uh, we've done, uh, the things that we've said and done. And, uh, and it is all confidential as well. So, you know, if someone has that in their past and they do mm. want to reach out to you or to me, it, it's completely confidential. That's good. Yeah. All right. So we're just about to wrap up. Um, and so in our closing minute or two here, uh, anything else you would like to tell us about uh, this issue, about life choices, any stories that you would share of uh, I'd uh, love to share a story, okay. if, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, That'd be perfect. It's always, it's always fun to share a, a, a success story. Um, so it, it's been a while back, a couple years, but we had a couple come in uh, to, to see us and have a pregnancy test and, and she was pregnant and she was a college student and uh, she she was quite an athlete she was an elite athlete Mm. getting ready to go try out for the olympics wow and found out that she was pregnant and could not see how she could fulfill this dream of of uh competing at the olympics and have a child and she brought her boyfriend and he was fully in support of of her athletic dream and was also conflicted, uh, you know, about how this would all work out. 
we spent a good couple hours or more mm-hmm. with them, most of the afternoon with them. And he wanted to talk to a guy. So we called a local pastor in and they were able to meet one-on-one for quite a while. And so they were in one room and all of us girls were on the floor in one room, just really, I mean, hashing this whole thing out. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of tears. It was a lot of just confusion and all that. So a few hours later, when they left, they still hadn't really come to a decision of how this was going to look. And uh, they thanked us. And, and before they left, you know, I asked, is it okay if I contact you and follow up and see how you're doing? And they said yes and gave me their email. And so I did. And I emailed them a couple times and got no response. And so I, you know, thought, well, they probably went through with it and, you know, sure. would never hear from them again. Two years later, I get a, a message in my inbox of this adorable, almost two-year-old little girl oh. with the message that says, and I almost tear up with this, that, yeah. that said, thank you so much for what you did for the resources that you gave us for the information that you gave us for the love that you showed us this has been the biggest blessing we've ever had in our life Mm. and we just wanted to share with you and uh wow there was a lot of happy dancing going on (laughs) um in the center because and so it just as i said earlier you never know when they walk out the door what message they've heard what Mm. seeds have been planted and and you know it comes down to we as as staff we have to just trust God True. and know that this is in his hands. We've done what he's called us to do and just pray that. Yeah. Well, his will be uh, thank you for that. You know, um, I just want to thank you again and uh, the staff there and uh, all the volunteers of life choices um, that you are giving people a good option mm-hmm. and um, you're bringing a, an opportunity there to rethink and to, um, to bring a story like that uh, yeah. where we can see the amazing blessing that, that life is. So thank you well, for thank what you, you do. Yeah. And I uh, want to encourage you that uh, if you don't give to Life Choices, uh, like I said at the beginning, I think Life Choices is needed now more than ever and will be needed more in the future as things change around us. So it's one that Grace uh, supports and I uh, would encourage you to do that as well. So we bless you, Life Choices. Thank, thank you for you. joining us for thank our you. second ever uh what the Bible says, and uh, hope to see you in a month at the next one. God bless you guys. God bless. Thank you.